Hey, what's up? Y'all hearing me good? If you're not, go ahead and pause, play with the audio and come back. But with that being said, it's all good over here. So we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off. So first off, I just want to go ahead and say that I apologize if I sound sick or stuffy. Um, I've had a cold for the past few days. And while I was recording the first episode of It's Not Just Commentary last night, it was extremely hectic and hard to deal with. But with that being said, we still here today and the show must go on. Now, welcome to episode two of The Spill. Um, if you guys aren't aware of the difference between The Spill and It's Not Just Commentary, The Spill is more like brief dialogue and um, background on certain people and things that are happening in the media versus It's Not Just Commentary, which is much more elongated dialogue. Um, and my personal thoughts and opinion, it's a lot more organic as well. So initially, this episode of The Spill was going to be dedicated to Julia Fox. And I was going to do it in the same fashion as I did the Isaiah Rashad video where I pretty much gave a brief backstory on who the person we're talking about is and has been in the past up to the present. But something much more alarming came up today. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about that instead. So yesterday, a video was released of two kids getting into an altercation at a local mall in New Jersey. And the two kids were of opposite races, um, one black, one white. And you can see that whatever the situation is about, the white kid is instigating the situation to a degree where it could get physical. Because at one point, he puts his hand in the black kid's face. And I'm going to go ahead and play you guys that audio right now. Now, for those of you guys who aren't aware of what happened in the video or you can't find it and you just haven't seen it yet, um, basically what happened in the audio that you just heard was the kids, they do end up getting into a fight and there are different parts when they both get like the better of each other. But um, by the time the police came to try to break the situation up, the white kid pretty much had thrown the black kid to the ground or whatever because you know he's bigger than him and the police come in and they pretty much they push the white kid on the couch but they tackle the black kid and violently you know i don't know how to say pull his arm towards the uh towards the middle of his back now in addition to that as the video continues everything calms down or whatever the black kid is still on the ground the white kid he's on the couch the female officer gets up but she just like does this gesture to him like hey stay back he does but after that the black kid who is just as calm but on the ground being pinned by the officer's knee in his back the male officer um 
he is later um confronted by the female officer as well as they both try to restrain this one kid who is on the ground and complying from what i understand both of the kids are like 14 probably in eighth grade or freshman in high school but one thing that i thought was really interesting is that i actually played this audio twice and when i listened to it the first time right at right around the time when the police had came in and everything my mind went blank so as i was actually watching the video not just listening to the audio i'm thinking we're all witnessing this and then the world just goes silent but then when i played it back and i watched it again i realized that people were still talking and they were still you know commentating on the whole situation now that really took me back to fifth grade when a lot of us in this country a lot of us black kids witnessed what racism looked like and how even as kids we weren't safe from it for those of you guys who don't know what i'm talking about or have an idea i'm talking about the trayvon martin situation and basically um i remember there were so many people trying to tell me to be cautious and yield to my circumstances and understand that life for me as a person of color might not always be fair and for me personally i never really talked about it but it was a hard time because a lot of people especially people who didn't look like me were trying to educate me on how dangerous the world was in terms of racism now i remember being back in fifth grade and you know i went to my doctor for my annual checkup or whatever and he asked me those typical questions like how old are you now what do you like doing and what do you want to be when you grow up and i remember when i had told him that one of my favorite things to do because i was getting to be a little bit older was walking to places by myself like fast food places in our local area he kind of paused and he kind of got quiet this was a man who was really energetic and kind of almost went out of his way to make kids feel comfortable in a space that they usually wouldn't feel comfortable in and um he pretty much insinuated like while it's cool that you like doing that the world is not always a kind place and it's not always safe for kids who look like you and I thought that was weird but then when we left to get in the car you know me and my mother because she's the one who drove me she kind of insinu well she didn't insinuate she said he was insinuating something that he couldn't overtly say and I thought that that was kind of weird fast forward you know I believe that was actually during the weekend I go back to school and I had a teacher at the time now i never told anybody this i didn't tell my mother this or anybody but um basically she went around the uh, classroom and she asked us like hey what did y'all do this weekend or what do you like to do and you know me finally getting that approval to start going out into the world and being able to do things that i want to do in my own way you know getting a little bit of freedom she had the same reaction as him and i remember she said you gotta be really careful and she was like there are a lot of mean people out there and it's like 
we knew in that moment that she was talking about that situation. Now, little did I know, um, I would actually kind of have to experience that over and over again, but get a better understanding of what was going on as the years progressed. Because obviously, um, as we know now, those situations would not stop. Now, going back to what I said earlier about my mind going blank, it kind of made me realize that maybe me and other kids like me have a lot of PTSD from a lot of these situations that we've witnessed or, you know, pretty much learned about as they've happened. And um, when you watch the video and you see the police officer's knee in the kid's back, it couldn't help but remind you of George Floyd although it wasn't his neck it was his back it was like what is the reason for this like what is the reason behind this brute force looking back at all of this it kind of made me realize like all the times I have public fights with friends of different races and I'm kind of uh letting out a sigh of relief that police weren't around to kind of swoop in and assume who the person who instigated the conflict was. Now, let me be completely honest about my background and how my experiences shaped me into being more comfortable around people who look like me or share similar backgrounds as me. I went to schools where we celebrated blackness. We had black history parades and we were taught that we were supposed to love ourselves. In the same breath, I had a lot of black friends. My whole family is black. So with that being said, as the years progressed, I learned that it was a good thing for me to celebrate my blackness, but the blackness that I celebrate was something that a lot of other people viewed as a threat. Now, another thing that I ended up learning while I was growing up was that as a black kid, I did not have the privilege to do what a lot of the non-black kids were doing to, you know, kind of get caught up. In addition to that, I also came to the realization that if you do something fucked up or something that's going to get you in trouble or normally would, but I'm caught with you, regardless of who is responsible for whatever happens i'm probably gonna end up having to take the fall for the situation not because i want to but because that's what somebody else is choosing for me i.e the law don't get me wrong i'm not just saying that to be like don't hang out with kids who don't look like you because really it ain't nothing wrong with that but when we look at situations like this you do have to sort of choose your friends wisely and make important decisions on when to disassociate yourself with certain people because as a black person or a black kid, you don't have the luxury to fuck up the same way. Now, getting back to talking about the situation, there is an internal investigation going on and I believe it was reported that the two officers are on paid desk duty, which to me just tells me that they're not planning to do anything about this situation or they're not going to conclude anything and there's probably not a legitimate investigation going on 
Now, one thing that I did think about because of this situation is Oklahoma is getting ready to allow local law enforcement to become substitute teachers um, in the absence of a regular one. Now, initially, when I heard this, I thought, okay, there are a lot of pros and there are a lot of cons. And the cons probably outweigh the pros because of the fact that schools are safe havens for kids' bullshit. If we're going to see these biases from law enforcement now in classrooms, then that's a fucking problem. If we're going to see these interactions with police and kids more because they have personal biases, that is a fucking problem. If we're going to see that more kids are starting to get arrested or detained or have their reputations ruined behind heated exchanges that probably went too far in terms of disciplinary action because of personal biases that is fucked up i wholeheartedly believe that it is entirely too easy for a lot of people to become police officers in our current society and we need a lot more training we need a lot more reform we need a lot more policies in place so that these officers can be held accountable when they get caught doing stupid shit like this regardless of what their biases are but with that being said that is all that i have for you guys today thank you for joining me for the second episode of the spill this wasn't the topic that i intended on talking about today but i am glad that i got to do it and fully iterate my thoughts with you guys um, on the matter go ahead and hit that follow button on spotify and subscribe to us on youtube because we are going to be uploading a lot more on there soon if you like the music and score provided, it was created by me, the host, Alex Almighty. For any inquiries, hit me up on IG at Alex underscore Almighty. That is A-L-E-X underscore A-L-M-X-T-Y on IG. Thank you for giving this podcast a listen today, and I'll be back soon.